Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 796, air date October 10th, 2020. And great freedom fighter, uh, Dr. Shiva. And basically, uh, what has happened, I'm going to let him tell you, but it is, it is absolutely outrageous. And what we are witnessing is one of the biggest vote-rigging scandals in the history of democracy. Um, and if this continues and the election is lost by Donald Trump due to unfair vote-rigging and the rigging of the ballot, uh, my prediction, I'm afraid to say, is that there will be a very vicious civil war in the United States of America. So I'm going to bring Dr. Shiva on screen. Uh, good morning, uh, Dr. Shiva. Hang on one second. Let me get you up more fully. There you go. Good morning, Dr. Shiva. How are you? Uh, Good morning. What the hell has happened? Good morning, John. Good to be back with you. Um, yeah, as I shared with you, John, uh, yesterday, Twitter uh, locked me out again for seven days. And why was that? I posed a question, John, as you know, on September 25th, they did the same thing because I asserted the facts that election fraud took place in Massachusetts. And this is not something that you just sort of make up. You know, I had to do the research. It took me a lot of time to figure this out. And the fundamental issue is what I want to share very explicitly today is we shared that there are more votes than voters. Okay. So, um, and what I shared on Twitter day before was I said, uh, what would you do if you found that an election had more votes than voters? It was a question, you know, ballot images, the uh, elements used to tabulate votes were destroyed. And three, that the Massachusetts election division contacted Twitter for a candidate exposing one and two, right? Then I said, write in Dr. Shiva for US Senate. Well, Twitter suspends me for that and says, this is, you know, vote misinformation. None of it's misinformation, it's just the facts. And everyone listening should really pummel Twitter. And this little guy, Jack at Twitter is a racist and he is, and, and what's happening, John, is we're seeing the consolidation of power in in like light speed of what big tech can do. When, you know, Jack at Twitter, by the way, is the one who funds BLM, right? So he said, so these are the liberal elites who will give money to quote unquote their, you know, slaves is what they treat black people like for that matter, or for that matter, working people of all colors. They'll give their little things to enhance their brand. But when someone like me of color represents all working people and calls them out, you ban me because they do not want real leaders. And the facts that I want to share here are quite startling. We went, John, to 15 cities, all of our volunteers. We chose 15 cities at random. And, and it's, a, it's a lot of work. Our volunteers, you know, these are working people. They have to go all the way to these stupid town clerks back and forth because these are the bureaucrats. And they asked them for two pieces of data. They said, please give me the list of voters, which by law they have to do, which means it's called a participating voters list. So, John, if you voted and I voted, so it would have John Mappin, Shiva Adure, and so on, right? So if a thousand people came in, they show a thousand list of voters. It's called the participating voters list. The second list we asked for is the actual votes cast, right? And that's publicly available. And that's within seconds they can produce that. You hit a button and it produces that. So we submitted that uh, probably about a month ago to various towns, around 15 towns. And within 10 days, they're supposed to respond, John, by law. Well, we had to follow up, follow up. In fact, to the city of Boston, 
we had to walk in with us like a mob of 15 people after 20 days, John, they hadn't responded. So we walked in there, you know, police came out saying, oh, you need masks. And we said, we don't need masks. We have medical issues. And, and, and we said, and they were asking us, what is, what is your medical issue? We said, you have no right to ask that. That's another violation. Anyway, finally, we had the actual letter. We said, look, this is over 20 days old. You're violating Massachusetts law. So within seconds, John, while we're standing in the lobby, by the way, the mayor of Boston is imposing masks on everyone. And we caught a picture of him with his mask off. It's on, it's on uh, tape. So total corruption. And if you look at this building, John, with the mass, where Boston, the city of Boston, it's, it's a brutalism structure. It looks completely evil. Okay. It's a whole nother thing. But anyway, they gave us our data and we'll share that. So again, the data is a participating voters list and the actual number of votes. Now, out of all those 15 towns we have asked, you know, only seven of them have so far reported, but in every town, John, there's more votes more votes than actual voters. I mean, yeah, more votes than voters. So that means five votes, people, five people walked in or, and by the way, these, the voters, the participating voters includes, includes the mail-in ballots. It includes, you know, absentee ballots, includes the people who walked in and you can share that diagram right yeah. there. Um, let me yeah, see. I'm just putting that on the screen. Now. Yeah. So if you see this, it's quite extraordinary. Okay. Um, I think, Boston has, if you look, I think what, 4,118. So if you, if you see, there's a several columns. The first column is a town. The second column is the act. So I could completely publicly available. We have it. The Excel spreadsheet of every voter's names, John. And then the third column is the actual number of total votes. And the fourth column is the difference. So you can see there are more votes than voters every town. So be it Boston, I think it has over 4,000 more votes than voters. Then you go to um, a town like Rockland or, or Newton, which has a you know, very posh and elite town, over near over 1,700 more votes than voters. Lawrence, which is primarily Hispanic, I think around 54, 84 more votes than voters and so on. Every town has more votes than voters. Now, remember I told you when they flipped the switch, John, which is the software uh, by the way, in the hand counted, in the hand in in in, in the county, that was 70-80% hand counted. We won there, John. And I can show you some more very compelling data. Some of my mathematical guys and we've reviewed the data. Um, we we win in Franklin County and hand counted, but in all the counties where it was counted by a machine, where the machine takes a scan of the ballot image, of the ballot image. And it, it's not a human being counting it. A machine is looking for those dots, right? John got a vote, Shiva got a vote, okay? Well, if factoring is turned on and the data we have, we can do it another, John. We just found some amazing, it's like finding a unicorn. We found the county of Suffolk in Massachusetts where they have low votes, but so for example, there are precincts which have low number of votes, but in many precincts. And that's what data analysts look for. Because when you look for that, that's where you can see the cheating. And we have conclusively found that they have multiplied my votes by 0.666, interesting number, and they've multiplied the opposition's candidate by 1.2, all right? So they took away my votes and they increased his votes. And this is why you have such a discrepancy. This is why you'll have this anomaly. Or they simply threw away my votes physically. That's also possibly what they did. But definitely we know at the digital level, one significant fraud that they did 
was, A, the votes aren't matching the number of voters. And we know from this county of Suffolk, we have the actual evidence that they multiplied my votes by 0.666 and theirs by 1.2. So I shared this data. If Jack, and I, I offered Jack, come on and let's do a debate. But what also occurred, John, was the state of Massachusetts contacted Twitter and they told them to suspend my account. I'm a US Senate federal candidate. So this is what's going on in Massachusetts. So there is no democracy. The democracy we have is a controlled democracy. Democracy for the few by the few. One rule for them and another rule for us. When someone like me or someone like a populist like Donald Trump comes up, they have the ability to flip the switch, John. And that's what they do. That's why we don't see, uh, we don't see uh, people who represent working people in politics, right? They get wiped out and they get sad, they get depressed, they get nihilistic, right? And they walk away. And that's what they expect. But what we're doing, John, is we're escalating our movement. We're moving this to a write-in campaign. And more importantly, we wanna galvanize a movement to frankly destroy these forces of power, profit, and control. But you can see the data, it's black and white. White. Now, what I'm gonna ask all of our followers to do just right now, Dr. Schieber, if that's okay with you, I'm just gonna blow up the, these images yep. on the screen. Your face is gonna come off of it temporarily. Sure. And I'm gonna ask everybody here to take a screenshot of this and share this on every single platform. Also, please create watch parties and share this broadcast. Marlin, thank you, you're absolutely right. She says this needs to be shared. And people uh, need to tweet at Twitter, John. And share. People need so, to tweet at Twitter. They need to go to at, you know, at Jack at Twitter and tell him uh, and demand that he stop this racist lockdown. We should, we should call these people racist. Let me tell you why. These liberals, the white liberals in the United States keep calling everyone else racist. They, they call the working class racist but they are in fact the racists. And I use the word racist, not only against color, but against a human race. They wanna suppress uh, people who come bottoms up. Only they can be the quote unquote race that determines what is even racism. So Jack at Twitter, Jack Dorsey at Twitter is a racist. That's what he is. And these elites who live out on the West Coast don't like to be called that, but that's what we should call them. And yeah, put up your wording of the sort of tweet that you can do. Yeah. And, um, you know, take, take an image here and basically do tweet this out on Twitter. This is, this is absolutely a violation of democracy. I said last week I was incensed by the concept of what you've done, Dr. Shiva, as you do with all of your research, is you find the proof. Dr. Shiva is a scientist, he's a mathematician, he is somebody who works with facts. Okay? So please, share this data get it to people. Hopefully there are still enough freedom fighters and people in this world that have woken up uh, that will get this data. Because trust me, you think this is just happening in Massachusetts. No, it's not. It's happening probably in every single state across America. And it's not just happening in America. This is the mechanism that the deep state has been using for years to exactly. introduce cultural Marxism and communism into the West. And they've been doing very, very well with it. And a lot of people have been getting very, very rich as a result of it. And we now have a whole billionaire class of people that are completely out of touch. And what these people are trying to do is, uh, you know, they're using all sorts of weird shit to stay in power. And when I say weird shit, I do mean weird shit. Really, really weird stuff with kids and this type of thing. 
and it's not okay. And the mechanism they're using is basically election fraud. And what Dr. Shiva has done here is he has exposed the election fraud. So I hope you all got a screenshot of that now and make the most of this data. You know, Dr. Shiva has, has, has done an incredible job here. We're going to share more and more data, John. John, there's more and more data going to be coming out. Um, we have, and we'll, we'll keep everyone abreast of it. We have another piece of data, which was done, as I mentioned, on that Suffolk County. And the data analyst who's been doing this for nearly 20 years, he said, Shiva, I've never seen anything like this in 20 years. He goes, because what happens, John, is when they impose those factors for everyone listening, if John and I are running for office, and let's say John is the deep state establishment's candidate, okay, and he's losing, let's say it's on election night, we find out John actually has 200 votes and I have 400 votes. They can multiply your vote, John, by four. So you get 800 and take my, whatever I said, 400 and have it. So it goes down to 200, okay? They can well, do this. We, 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 we just pointed by uh, Andrew Eliash, who is the billionaire from London, who is very, very uh, influential in London. Amanda, please share this data with all of your friends in London. It was lovely to receive you here at Camelot this week. She came to stay with her son, uh, Jack, who is a great guy and highly intelligent young man and going to be a big leader in the future. Uh, Amanda already is a big uh, opinion former and a great intelligence. Amanda, look at this data, get it to everybody. This is how they are cheating. And if we do not get on top of this as a planet, there will be civil war. There will be fighting in the streets of London. They'll be fighting in the streets of Paris. They'll be fighting in the streets of all the major cities in America. And it could happen in under a month because we're going to get that election result now. When is, how many days till the election? November 3rd. So it's November 3rd. So we're less than, so what, what is it? It's uh, uh, 21 plus 24 days, John. So we are running a write-in campaign here. And look, we know they'll cheat there, but it's what's, what was becoming, John, this is becoming more of a movement now for truth, freedom, and health. And uh, part of this is to educate people. You know, we went and poked the bear and, and we look at the data we found. And we have other data, John, that clearly shows how they do this manipulation at the mathematical level. What's happened, everyone needs to understand, is people like Twitter, people like, you know, the Googles, people like Facebook. You have a finite set of people. I'm talking about probably three or four people in the world now. So when the Gutenberg press came, right, we thought, oh, this is great technology, right? That we can use this amazing medium for publishing print. And, and it did happen. But then in about 400 years, that consolidated to about four major publishers. Well, with digital medium, that consolidation has occurred within like 20 years, one twentieth of the time. So from the time the web came out and, you know, 20 years ago, you have essentially three players and the voting systems are owned by probably two players. So the immense consolidation of power that can occur with technology. And you're looking at someone who went to the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. And, you know, the, you know, people like, uh, there's a guy called Norbert Wiener, and people should look him up, who was the father of cybernetics. Norbert Wiener, uh, I think got his PhD at MIT at the age of 19 or 17. And uh, Norbert Wiener did not participate in the Manhattan Project. And he could see where technology was going. Just because we can build stuff and have technology, John, doesn't mean it's the right thing to do, especially if it's held by a finite set of people. That's what this is really about. So when you don't, when someone can flip the switch, when someone can manipulate numbers, and when the broad mass of people are not getting science and engineering education anymore, it's easy to manipulate masses of people.
And that's what's going on. I mean, it's unfortunate that a guy has to get four degrees at MIT, has to be a software programmer since he was a young kid to expose this. But you look at these numbers, it's black and white. More votes than voters, more votes than voters in every town we've gotten. And, and I wish we could get all 351 towns, but these are the major, Boston is the most populated town. And then you go down to Newton, et cetera. We're gonna get more towns. And I don't think this pattern is gonna be any different. And the point is the level of corruption has gotten so deep. The question we need to ask is, are we gonna fight corruption or are we gonna walk away? We choose to fight. And what needs to happen is working people need to unite. And it's gotta go beyond this black and white stuff. So you have people like the Google chairman and the, and these idiots like Jack at Twitter, you know, they're always there to hop on and give $10 million to Black Lives Matter to really promote their brand. But they don't give a damn about black people or working people. They want to divide people. And they get away with this. And when, when someone like me puts up the facts, what do you do? You suspend me? Unbelievable. For seven days? I mean, others have done this. Alex Berenson, maybe because he's a white journalist from the New York Times, you know, now he's becoming radical. He shares emails. He shares facts. He doesn't get thrown off because he's acceptable to the establishment. I think you've made a very good point. It's about it's what the reason they're doing this is to boost their brand. Exactly. And true freedom fighters don't give a stuff about their brand. You yep. know, I mean, to be honest with you, my wife and I, before we started doing the broadcast properly during lockdown, we've done a couple of videos before, as you know, but we, we when we first spoke and my wife and I had a serious discussion. You know, and we said, you know, this could actually destroy our hotel if we go out there because we're going to get killed by the social media. We may be banned. We may be this. We may be that. So we, we, we took the risk of basically destroying the brand of Camelot Castle. You know, and I was willing to destroy that brand in order to get the truth out there. But these other people with their, you know, with their basically woke donors and so on and so forth, and they give this and they give that. And, you know, when you really look at where this money goes to, to Black Lives Matter, it's just going straight into the Democrat campaign. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's going it's to people... Black people. No, black people. Show me one black person that's been helped or a family, a black family that's been helped by Black Lives Matter. You know, that yeah. money is going into disrupting society. And, you know, it's as if you can't say a damn thing on this thing. You know? And, and, so and, and I think and all lives matter. I, you know, I am a... You know, I have donated and given to humanitarian causes for 30 years. And our family's been donating to humanitarian causes since 1775, one year before America was founded. And you know what? I totally understand why America was founded. And I agree with the Americans telling the British to bugger off, to be completely honest, because the British were abusing America. But you know what? The abuse that the British gave America is nothing on what the left wing is doing to America right now. If you think you were having a hard time from King George, uh, trust me, the left is destroying that. You know, your kids are being drugged, your schools are being infiltrated, the philosophy is being twisted, your national pride is being destroyed, and this is a bloody disgrace. And I'm very, very, very angry about it because I love America. If it wasn't for America, I wouldn't have the life that I have. You know, America, you know, we'd all be speaking German in England if it wasn't for America, right? We'd have had exactly. all the bloody Zikhalas in here, right? Well, what's interesting, John, is the people you just mentioned, right? The issue of race, I think it's very, very important for people to intersect the issue of racism, the issue of election fraud, 
and the issue that's going on with the attack on freedom, all these are inter interrelated. You know, uh, there's a when we had a free speech rally in Boston, this was in 2017, I held up a sign which said black lives do matter, not BLM, black lives do matter, which is saying, yes, black lives do matter. Now let's have a real discussion about racism. 40,000 BLM people motivated by the mayor of Boston, who is a Democrat who has destroyed Boston. The average net worth of a black person in Boston is $8, $8, their balance sheet. And so, the liberal elite continually talk about them helping black lives when they don't care about black lives. So when I did my last thing with Faro, uh, uh, who's a, um, you know, who's a black activist, I said, look, black lives do matter. And I said, you know what? I'm black because the untouchable background I came from and we're all black if you want to think about it. So we need to redefine, we, we need to redefine the word black in the modern context, right? It's not just skin color because because black, because uh, Barack Obama is not black. He's a bourgeois part of the elite. So if you want to, so let's talk about the working people in the United States, all over the world, they're being squeezed by the elites, right? In the United States, the average, the average median income of a working person today, which is 50 grand should actually be 120 grand because over the last uh, 40 years, we've actually um, destroyed the growth of capitalism in the United States during 45 to 1971, capitalism grew. It was actual growth. Business makers, the, the business owners increased their incomes, plus the ordinary worker. Everyone grew. You can look at the charts. Starting in 71, there was a consolidation of power, massive regulations, and it created only growth in the top 10%. So income has been squeezed for working people. And we're all black then. We're all slaves because it has affected the low income white, quote unquote, white households, their income has gone down by, you know, 50%. And obviously people who are actually of color in the low income, they've stayed steady low anyway. So I say, we're all black. You want to say black. So if you don't like all lives matter, because they view that as racist, John, when you say that, well, we're all black. How about that? We're all black. Okay. We're all slaves. Yeah, but I'm saying, I'm saying the notion of black and a minority race there's no yeah. question yeah the notion exactly the notion of black and white is we need to move beyond black and white beyond left and right to the notion of the set of 600 billionaires in the last four months increase their wealth by 2.3 trillion with this coronavirus they made amazon Bezos, right uh zuckerberg bill gates all the people who are totally pro-vaccine they made incredible amount of wealth while 38 million Americans went out of, uh, you know, uh, lost jobs and hoteliers like you, they're predicting up to 30, 40% of hotels may go out of business in the United States, John, 20% of restaurants are out of business right now and will never come back. That's what's wow. brought to you by these guys. So when this scumbag like Jack suspends someone like me who came from nothing and he's sitting there giving money to Black Lives Matter to improve his own brand, it's disgusting. So everyone out there should tweet at this fool and call him a racist because he is the real racist. He's against the human race. So you know, it is horrendous. And what many people don't know here is is that the, even the fact that you are in America at all is quite a miracle because you were, of course, were born into the very racist Indian caste system. Exactly. And you know, a lot of people say, you know, within Indian society, uh, 
no one is more racist than the Indians can be to each other. You know, and it's actually a very, very good example of racism. Could you explain just for people who don't understand it, the caste system? Yeah, so it's 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 they claim of course that there is no caste system. Well, the, these are the Brahmins, and I challenge any of these Brahmins, you know, look, they're, they're, my mom, give you an example, when I was four years old, John, you know, I didn't know anything about this, I was a young, innocent kid playing uh, football, you know, soccer with a friend of mine, and I go to his home, I still remember this memory very vividly, I, I thought, oh, I get to go into his house and get a glass of water, you know, we were sweating, and his mother called me a name, which is called Shudra, which which is like the N word in the United States, told me to stand outside, would not let me in and gave me water in a very different bowl, right? I was not worthy to get water in the same bowl. So I, I was very hurt because it didn't make sense. I thought this kid was my friend. I went well, home four years old. Four years old. I remember this memory very, very vividly. So I went home to my mom and I said, what is this? She goes, oh, we're the lower caste. And then she described when she was in a small village going to the well to get water, they would shoo her away like she was a pig, okay? So that's the Indian caste system. Now, the so in the 1960s, very much like the civil rights movement, there was an uprising in India. One of the leaders was a guy called Kamraj who came from nothing, eighth grade education. He almost became the president of India and he could, a prime minister of India, and he said, you know, I can't speak English. Well, he was very humble. But that was a movement that took place in India. However, people like Gandhi were actually casteists. They were racist. And the and for 70 years until Modi came into power, this issue has never really been fully addressed. And so when you look at someone like me, the fact that my extraordinary parents who came from, they were essentially extraordinary people, one in a trillion, the fact that they made it, the fact that they met, and we came to the United States is quite extraordinary. And here is a racist, I don't even want to use all the words that I want to call someone like Jack or someone like Bill Gates, all these people that go want to help the brown people in the world. They're the racists because they won't help people in this their own country by addressing the real issues, by exposing the real racism, which is the attack on working people. So by the way, our campaign, John, 90% working class whites. In about two minutes, John, I gotta go to a family's home. I'll give you this example. In central, if you take Massachusetts, you have Western Mass, Central Mass, Eastern Mass. Central Mass is hard working people, people who are plumbers, electricians, run small businesses. Where Boston and Cambridge is, it's the same old elites. It's the Redcoats. Probably report right up to King George still. All right? So what we have here, so about two months ago, this guy, Phil Arsenal, he runs, he's been running a tire shop. You know, his family works really hard, 32 years. A Department of Health worker came up to his home, up to his business, because he had put a digital sign which said, no masks, you don't need to wear a mask in my business. The Department of Health worker came to him and he said, I'm gonna shut down your business. He said, screw off. Then this Department of Health worker went to one of our volunteers, he didn't know, I'm gonna go get that CU, and you can fill in the words referring to his daughter, I'm gonna shut down their business. I'm gonna make it my personal vendetta, all right? This guy is a big supporter of my campaign. When he heard about the election for Adi Goshiva, we're all gonna get behind you because if we don't have, if we don't have real elections, we have nothing. So we're planning a massive Shiva Trump rally, John, of working people. Our bus is going to lead it with big trucks from Lemonster down to Worcester. Okay? We're uniting working people, John. I've given up hope on these very stupid, vulnerable elites who go to places like Harvard running around in their mass at 90 degrees temperature. These are the fools. 
We're going down to hardworking people, people like yourself, people like me, innovators, engineers, plumbers, people who actually create things. That's where the strength is because these people still have common sense. These people who like Jack Dorsey, who wanted to be a model, he's a failed model. That's what he is. Okay. Wanted to be in Hollywood, right? These people run big tech who all hang out in their little incestuous groups and probably violate. We talked about this young kids. You know, we talked about adrenochrome. It's one incestuous pile of garbage. And those people need to be frankly destroyed. And maybe we do need a civil war, John. I hate to say that. But when I see what's going on when our 3,000 volunteers took to the ground, I mean, these are working people, John. They're not political hacks. You know, 20,000 plus donations. And we're still escalating. What the good news is working people get it. And we're running a write-in campaign. We know it's going against uphill, but it doesn't matter. You still do it. You move forward because every step we move forward, they have, they'll make massive mis blunders like they did in that graph. And we expose them, we expose them, and we expose them because we have to destroy them. They are evil. And that's what needs to be done. That's the order of the day. So I appreciate uh, you sharing this with the audience um, there in Britain, John. But I have to, we have to go to breakfast to this gentleman's home. And we're going to be organizing this massive rally with Shiva and a Trump rally of working people. And we want to even elevate the Trump movement to start getting down into political theory that is beyond left and right. It's beyond black and white. It's not like on one hand, I support BLM. And on the other hand, we want to not fund the police. You see, they still create the same dialectic. Police and people have always been together, John. You look at any major movement, the police and the army and the people always come together and they point their guns at the establishment. That's what is, but what the establishment wants to do is they want to create this false separation from police and the people. That's what they're doing. This is engineered. So we need to bring people together. We need to bring, we need to unite working people, John, people who actually innovate, create, take risks, you know, uh, pay taxes, right? Those people against these others. I'm sorry, that's where it's gotten to. And well, Jack, you know, Jack Dorsey deserves to be taken behind the woodshed. You know, the working people of England and uh, the working classes of England and the working hoteliers of England are absolutely behind you, Dr. Shiva. Fantastic. And you want is we're quite happy to keep working and work hard and do our work, but all we do want is a fair voting system. So if we see that something isn't working, we can vote them out. And that is the point of democracy. If something isn't working, get rid of it. And let's have a chance of something new. You and your ideas represent a chance for something new for Massachusetts. And I sincerely hope, I sincerely hope that everybody on this broadcast does everything they possibly can to expose this gross, gross election fraud. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, John. Thank you very breakfast. much. Be well. Bye-bye. I'll be in touch. Thanks, John. All right, everyone, that was uh, me doing a live interview with John Mappin at Camelot Castle. Uh, we have to surround, you know, the, the city from the country said we're going to go global, let everyone know what's going on in Massachusetts. And all of you out there, go to shivaforsenate.com. You know, it's the morning. I have to go over to this breakfast meeting with this great um, working person and his family who were attacked by the Department of Public Health that their business is going to be shut down. This is what's going on. And every Every instance that we don't fight, we say, okay, okay, we lose more and more freedom. And at a certain point, you're going to be squeezed and you'll have nothing to fight for because you'll be so uh, fighting for basic basic subsistence. So everyone, please go to shivaforsenate.com. 
Let me just share that with everyone. Um, you got to go to shivaforsenate.com and support our campaign. We need to raise about, uh, we need to raise about, let me say, we need to raise about $250,000 to get TV and radio ads because that still does reach people. And we want to use that medium separate from this medium uh, that we love using, obviously, but which can get restricted by people like uh, the racist Jack at Twitter. So we need to get our news out there. Let me just uh, go here. Um, but we need your help to get the news out. So I want everyone to go to Shiva for Senate um, and donate whatever you can or become a volunteer. You can also donate in that way. If you go to shivaforsenate.com, if you go to the website, you'll see that there's a donate link. And by the way, anyone, we, even if you can donate $5, donate $5. We reduce the price of the ebook as well as the Your Body, Your System from from 25 to five. And then if you donate 50, you get the, my entire course, which used to sell for 250 bucks. Okay. So I got to get going, but I really need all of you guys to start recognizing that you all need to be leaders. You not need to be articulate. And um, the education that I want to offer you is a systems approach to understanding the world. The elect election voting systems are rigged. That's what they are. That's what we've shown. We've shown that the whole concept of not focusing on the immune system is wrong. That's what we need to do. So please let everyone know what's going on in Massachusetts. We must fight. Thank you, everyone. Be well, be the light.